Welcome to the latest edition of our Fixed Interest podcast series. My name's Tony Stringer and I'm a Managing Director in Fitch's Global Sovereigns Group. I'm joined today by Ed Parker, our Head of EMEA Sovereign Ratings and the author of a recent report on demographic trends, ESG and sovereign rating risks. So Ed, your report sets out some really interesting themes and data in terms of demographic trends. And when we think of demographics in the context of our analysis, it tends to be seen as a relatively slow moving factor. So why do these trends matter for sovereign credit worthiness and what are the main channels through which they can affect our ratings? Demographic trends such as declining or rapidly expanding populations, a bulging youth cohort or pronounced ageing can create significant risk to sovereign credit worthiness. Key channels of impact include stagnant potential GDP growth, unsustainable pension systems and public debt, and risk to social and political stability. Demography may not be quite immutable destiny, but its forces are hard to escape. These are already affecting some of our sovereign ratings, and Fitch believes they are likely to become a more important driver over the medium term. Ratings are intended to be forward-looking, but we recognise that long-term projections are uncertain and current developments and events will naturally have a more pronounced impact on ratings than slow-moving distant trends. Therefore, our approach is to reflect demographic pressures in ratings as they get nearer and more severe, while taking account of the likelihood of reforms to mitigate their impact. Countries with strong governance are best placed to weather the impact of demographic trends on growth, public finances and political stability. Okay, so focusing in on some of the key inputs into our analysis and our sovereign rating model, can you provide some context and examples to illustrate how demographics can affect GDP growth for individual sovereigns? Shrinking or weak population growth will tend to lower GDP growth through constraining the supply of labour. This is particularly the case when the population is ageing and the working age proportion is falling. Conversely, countries may enjoy a demographic dividend when the working age population rises relative to the young and old, provided a flexible labour market and business climate allows them to find productive employment. The 10 countries with the fastest shrinking working age populations are all in Eastern Europe, following the drop in the birth rate in the 1990s related to the trauma of economic transition as well as high rates of emigration. The countries with the fastest working age population growth are all in the Middle East and Africa. Okay, so so what about public finances in terms of things like future state pension liabilities? particularly in cases where those obligations may not be fully funded? A rapidly ageing population with a rising dependency ratio, that is the young and old relative to those of working age, can pose a demographic time bomb for creditworthiness. Governments typically face greater expenditure pressures on the young and old, on education, health, long-term social care and pensions, whilst the tax bill is spread over fewer workers who are supporting that greater burden of young and old. So the combination of adverse demographics and generous unfunded pension systems can ultimately render public finances unsustainable. 
The longer reforms are delayed, the more economically and politically difficult they become as the cost of adjustment falls on a smaller pool of workers while pensioners can become a larger share of the voters. Europe and East Asia face the most severe ageing profiles. In contrast, several countries in the Middle East face a, a different challenge as rapid growth in the natural population as well as inflow of refugees is adding to public spending pressures on education, infrastructure and social safety nets. One of the less obvious but most interesting sections of the report focuses on the impact of demographic profiles on political and social stability which are important factors within the structural features pillar of our sovereign analysis. Can you perhaps elaborate on why demographic trends are so important to these aspects of the analysis? Sure. Unstable demographic profiles such as a rapid youth population growth can ferment social and political instability with adverse implications for sovereign ratings. According to the youth bulge theory first advocated by Gunnar Heinsholm, if large numbers of youths are unable to find jobs, see little prospects of having a family or status in society, then anger, frustration and social unrest is likely to follow. The Arab Spring in 2011 highlighted that such social pressures are more likely to precipitate political instability if there's high youth unemployment, weak freedoms, which can remove a pressure valve uh, and initially hide underlying tensions, or high corruption and government ineffectiveness, which can intensify frustration, a sense of injustice, or reduce the perceived legitimacy of the regime. Other demographic risks to social stability are pressures on environmental resources or shifts in ethnic, sectarian or gender balances. The countries most exposed to such political risks are predominantly in Africa and the Middle East, with many of them experiencing social conflict or political violence of one form or the other. And finally, ESG is a major topic of interest to investors right now. So how does our assessment of demographic trends feed into ESG analysis in the context of our sovereign ratings? Demographic trends is one of the 15 environmental, social and governance ESG factors that Fitch assesses in its ESG relevance scores, which is a new rating product we launched earlier this year. These indicate the relevance of ESG factors to the rating decision for each Fitch rated sovereign on a scale of 1, the lowest, to 5, the highest. Japan and Jordan are assigned a relevant score of four on demographic trends, meaning this factor is already affecting the rating. All other countries have a relevant score of three as it's relevant to the rating and has an impact in combination with other factors. Demographic trends and other ESG issues such as climate change are likely to become increasingly important influences on sovereign ratings in the future. But it's often the interaction of demographics with other issues that affects creditworthiness rather than demographics in isolation. For example, some countries are more vulnerable because of weak governance, poorly designed pension systems or political environments that are incapable of reform. Thanks very much for those insights, Ed, and thank you for listening. You can access the report titled Demographic Trends, ESG and Sovereign Rating Risks along with our other sovereign research on Fitch's website. We hope you join us for the next edition of Fixed Interests.